today's story is Chaos by Ghosting. The blades cut the wind as we continued drifting through the sky. Citizens of all kinds were evacuated from the city. Panic heard even with the loud spinning of the blades near my ears. Looking over my seat, peeking out the window, seeing the huge crowds moving, I leaned back as the girl beside me pulled me back. I only gave her a glare and it was enough for her to move back a bit. I felt tired of the whole mess yet, at the same time, I didn't have any reason to stop my work. Eventually, a sight could be seen, heavily armed vehicles, and a good amount of people were in front of a building. Landing, a little bumping, I got myself out. A voice called toward me, turning my head, it was the man who knew me. We'll be taking the asset back. I'm sorry about your friend, though I'm sure you know how it is, he said to me. I do. Make sure you use another dart before you fly off, I warned him. Be safe. We need you, he said. For one who joked about my squad not being good, I'm not sure I can take your word for it, I pointed out to him. His whole mood changed as he turned away. Angry. I suppose. The chopper then began to fly back up before eventually leaving out of sight. Footsteps of someone running toward me was heard. However, before I could react, I was greeted with a tight hug. Looking down, my eyes widened to who it was. Joseph? I asked him. Looking up, a smile brightening his face. Nice seeing you again, sir, he said. My shocked eyes quickly shifted to annoyance. I heard you personally requested me to lead, I pointed out. I I figured if anyone could be best suited for an unknown ULC, it would be you, he said with an awkward smile. Smart, but at the same time, I can't get a break from this job, I sighed. He chuckled a bit, before gesturing me to follow him. Reluctantly... I followed, looking around as I did. There weren't as many vehicles as I thought. In fact, there were far less. I guess I counted wrong from above, and people were the same too. In counting, there were a little less than 50 people, which was odd for an unknown. Things kept feeling more and more off, all in the same day. Eventually, we stopped in front of a group of seven other people. All of them were first years. Before I could really talk to them, an older man walked up from behind me. Skinny, white beard, wrinkles on his forehead and cheeks. He handed me a paper showing everything they knew so far, before moving away to a tent that was set up. Skimming through it, there wasn't much. In fact, very little was known about what it could be. I guess whatever it is hasn't shown its face yet, or left the building. Ahem, I began. So, you're all first years, correct? They all nodded to me, smiles on their faces. These poor kids didn't know what to expect in this kind of work. My name is Ethan Athens. I'm part of the Raven Squad, which, if you don't already know... I was cut off by the people looking at me with excitement. 
I guess Raven's squad is well known by the core. Anyways, from the papers that I've gotten, it seems that nothing is known. I said, throwing the papers behind me. I want you to understand right now. Since it's an unknown, don't expect you or others to live. Their once frightened smiles instantly shifted to fear as their minds were comprehending with what I said. I know, this is shocking news. But usually, we would have first years deal with the minor ULCs. Though it seems today that we're not doing that. If things get messy or out of hand, do what you can to escape and survive. Don't try to save anyone and try to keep yourself calm regardless. I know you're not ready for this. No one is. Some people behind me handed them their guns, simple assault rifles, which should do the trick. Before I could say one last thing, one of the kids was trembling beneath her own feet. Something was off. I could feel it. Slowly, I walked toward her, her voice mumbling something. If uh, I'm, I'm gonna die anyway... The sentence, I knew what would happen next. Still, I walked. The kid pointed the rifle toward her head and the rest of the first years looked at her with horror in their eyes. Haley, don't do it! I heard Joseph yell. What's the point if we could die anyway? She yelled back at him. Her eyes gazed upon me now. The rifle still pointed toward her head as if threatening me to stay back. If you do it, then why even put yourself in this position? I asked her. We're here for a reason. It's not because we just want to kill these creatures or study them. I explained. My hand grasped onto the rifle, causing her finger to slip onto the trigger, but not pulling it. Even if you die, it won't be in vain. You won't suffer a fate of loss. Your team and the Corps will remember you. Death here is not a waste, but redemption. She stared into my eyes as crystal tears dripped down her face. Her finger lifted off the trigger as I lowered the rifle from her head. Falling to her knees, she continued to cry as I took the rifle away from her. The rest of the group calmed down, yet still disturbed at the sight at which one of them had gotten. Remember one more thing since you all are here. Never get attached. Eventually... The group got what they needed, other than their simple assault rifle. A couple of smoke grenades, night vision goggles, and more. The one girl, Haley, decided to stay behind. More so was forced to stay because of her mental state. This left me with seven people in total, which I would be fine with, if it wasn't for the fact that this was an unknown ULC. Regardless... We had to deal with it before it left the area it's in. Standing in front of the door, no sound except the people who chatted behind us was heard. We opened the door. I led the group inside. It was dark. The goggles worked perfectly for the situation. The building felt dead. There was nothing but dried and colorless walls. The floors beneath us sounded like old wood as they creaked. The building felt like a, a school of some kind, yet it was hard to tell with the various rooms that we passed. 
We checked them thoroughly for any sign of life, yet nothing but silence. Stumbling upon a hall that went from right to left, I turned to them for a vote. We have two options, left or right, hands up for right or hands down for left, I commanded. The majority oddly chose left, and so we continued. Heading down, the air felt heavier than usual, and I wasn't the only one who felt the sudden shift. Another hall split at the end. Before we turned another direction, the group and I split to both walls. A sound echoed through the hallway as we waited patiently for whatever was coming. Sweat dripped down the right side of my head, and the sound got louder. Suddenly, a bright red ball bounced its way in front of us. Confused, none of us exactly knew what to do. Though, something was seen within the corner of my eye. Turning my head, my eyes widened in shock at the sight. A large eyeball forming from the wall staring at Henderson who was across from me. Henderson! I yelled at him, looking at me confused. Ooh, what a large hand formed behind him, grabbing onto the back of his head before it squashed his entire skull. His body slumped to the floor without its head attached, only a pool of blood and pieces of skull. Everyone looked in utter horror at the sight. Before I realized it, a girl behind us cried out in horror before trying to run out, though this was nothing but a mistake for her. Only a few steps ahead from where she ran, flesh-like spikes popped out from the ceiling and walls, one going straight through her left eye, the other through her upper torso and stomach. Before any of them had any more bright ideas on getting themselves killed, I yelled out to them, Smoke grenades, now! Me and Joseph pulled the pins out, fogging up the hallway entirely. Everyone, find the exit now. We're dealing with the high-grade ULC, I yelled out. Unified, the group entirely split off with two people dead. It was only a matter of time before more ended up in the same fate, we called this ULC the Living Flesh, a structure that was entirely a beast of its own. It hunted when people or creatures entered it. Essentially, it was a death trap. It's still unknown how to kill them, or if there's even a way to do so. But there is a way to escape. Running down the hall, trying to find Joseph and the rest of the group, I stumbled upon someone in the same uniform who continued to stand in place. Hey! What are you doing? We have to get out of here, I commanded. They turned around. Their face looked terrified, but something seemed off. Their eyes were dilated in a strange way. A trick, most likely. I'm so scared, sir, they said in an off-putting tone. Pointing my pistol to see a reaction, nothing was given. Sighing, I shot directly towards the head as blood splattered after hitting it. An ear-piercing shriek echoed through the entire hall as three spikes formed on the walls prepared to shoot out toward me. With only a split second to react, I moved my body and arms in a position where the spikes barely missed. My hoodie and a small bit of my right arm were cut. However, behind me, a hand formed from the ceiling and exerted itself toward my head. Unable to move away, I shot towards the hand, causing it to shrivel up, and the spikes themselves disappeared back into the wall. Looking in front of me, I couldn't 
be more thankful for who it was. Joseph! I yelled. I got you, Ethan. I'm not letting you die that easily, he said to me. I would have smiled, but right then wasn't exactly the time to stand around. We both knew what to do next as we both continued running down the hall, even popping one more smoke grenade to make sure that we had more of a chance to be unseen. One room we passed, I saw another horrifying sight. The body of another person from our group's limbs were split apart as the body was being eaten by a mouth on the floor. The sound of tearing flesh and crushing bone was heard. It did nothing but disgust me. Anything you gathered from here? I asked Joseph. Not really. Smoke seems to be able to blind it temporarily, he responded. Catching something upon the wall ahead of us, I quickly grabbed the back of his vest, yanking him back. Another flesh spike a split second later jolted through, barely missing Joseph. I've dealt with something like this before. Some have adapted to smoke from humans before and created a special lens to see. It's entirely possible it has that same adaptation, if not a weaker version of it, I explained to him. Looking up, a large eye stared down to both of us, making me shove Joseph out of the way as a hand tried to grab him. Without wasting a second, I pointed my pistol up and shot the eye, causing the spike in the hands to disappear. We continued to run down the hall, and just ahead of us was the door from which we entered. As we approached, flesh began to wrap in front of it as a mouth appeared with incredibly sharp and jagged teeth. Joseph didn't know what to do, but there was only one option. Thankfully, I was prepared for such a situation, as I pulled out my grenade that I had brought with me. Pulling the pin, I told Joseph to run back as I tossed it towards the mouth. To my surprise, a hand grabbed it midair, but a smile grew on my face as I ran back to where Joseph stood. A few seconds later, a huge explosion blew up not only the hand but also the doorway outside. The creature shrieked one last time as Joseph and I escaped out of its death trap. People rushed forward, guns in their hand making sure they weren't attacked as we ran to the camp. The creature quickly regenerated back to where it looked like a normal building. After some time, we managed to relax without any problems. The medics in the area made sure we didn't have any major or fatal wounds. There didn't appear to be any of the group to have survived the whole massacre. I wasn't surprised, considering it, it was an unknown and the chances were high on how dangerous the ULC was. They asked us constant questions on what the creature was and what we used to escape. It was all annoying, but it was something that all survivors had to do in order to get the right team to handle the situation or to have a better understanding of how dangerous the creature really was. Joseph was shaken up a bit from the events. I don't blame him for what we had to go through. Still, I never understood why they got first years to do this kind of job. They didn't give me any answers no matter how much I tried pushing them to do so. It frustrated me so much, I wanted to hit one of them. Though... I was more than capable of keeping my own cool. Sitting on a chair in front of Joseph, who was still trying to cope with everything that had happened, 
Haley, who had to stay behind, was crying the entire time, because everyone that she knew died, and regret had seeped into her heart. So now you know what I deal with constantly, I said to Joseph. How? He asked. How what? How can you handle so much... So much brutality, so much death without a single tear or even remorse in your voice, he asked while a tear dropped from his face. Because I've lost too many people. Even today, I lost Michael. Saying that caused him to jolt up. Michael is dead? he asked. How? The asset, Jeff, escaped within the area and killed him when our car crashed. He attempted to kill me, too, but we know what happened next, I explained. More tears fell from his eyes, and he slammed his fist on the table in rage and frustration. This poor kid. I wish I could do more for him. But such pain eventually fades, like it did mine. We were taught to never be attached as it corrupts us and distracts us in the battlefield. I patted him on the shoulder, which caused him to look at me and wipe away his tears. Everything will be alright, Joseph. I promise. I told him. He nodded, as his tears were dried away. Standing up, I told him that we should take a walk around the city a bit, just to ease the pain for him and to relax. Granted, we couldn't go too far, which reluctantly I agreed to. The streets, the building... Even the cars that were left behind felt nothing but emptiness. It was quiet for what it was. Simply put, I was bothered by it a little. Walking calmed him down significantly for the most part anyway. The poor kid experienced his first truly terrifying creature in person. About to start a conversation, something caught my eye. My body stood in place frozen at what I gazed upon. My eyes were wide as... I balled my fist. Even Joseph felt afraid but saw what I looked at. There were two hooded figures that stared at me. Blood-colored robes, two hands on their side as two hands appeared from their hoods. They were back once more. This time, I wasn't going to let them escape. You're just a shell, an empty husk, truly nothing more than a puppet dancing on a wire, a marionette ecstatic to show the world how well they can follow their leader. Part of you knows it, part of you wants to break free, and yet, here we are, your world, my world. They've collided in the past, and they're likely to collide again, yet you'll never see the bindings of reality break loose. So, prepare your dance, puppet. Wear yourself thin, tire your muscles, and break your mind to the point of exhaustion. And when you're done, may you sleep well. <laughs>